بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن واله Brothers and sisters in Islam, 10 days and nights of Ramadan have come to an end. I record this as we begin the 11th night of Ramadan. Allah Musta'an, the days are going by so fast. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our first 10 days and our first 10 nights and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive any mistakes therein. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only cause us to move from strength to strength. As I said in yesterday's broadcast, please don't lose hope in the mercy of Allah. He is the possessor of all mercy. Irrespective of how these first 10 have done, make sure you don't say, what's the point of me acting now? I've missed the first 10. Or I did this in the first 10. Or I should have done that in the first 10. Whatever's done is done. Actions are judged by the endings. Let's push on brothers and sisters in Islam. Uh, tonight's taraweeh saw the end of um, Suratul An'am and the beginning of Suratul A'raf and um, as always you know so many lessons subhanallah uh, the hardest part of this uh, program that we do uh, every day is choosing what to share and um, I promise you it's hard because um, sometimes I pick an ayah and I know that subhanallah there's so many other ayat I want to speak on however um, obviously that night uh, has gone and that surah um, has ended. But for tonight, ala kulli hal, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْ إِنَّ الصَّلَاةِ وَنُسُكِ وَمَحْيَايَ وَمَمَاتِ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ This ayah, brothers and sisters in Islam, uh, touches on an earlier lesson I shared with you earlier in terms of how to make your entire life a Jannah building exercise by making it for the sake of Allah. Um, and that's obviously the extended understanding of the ayah. Uh, but the base understanding of the ayah is one of tawheed, right? The, the reality upon which everything exists, that there is no one worthy of worship besides one Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. In this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Qul inna, Say indeed, Salati, my salah, wa nusuki, and my sacrifice, wa mahyaya, and my living, wa mamati, and my dying, lillah, rabbil alameen, belongs to Allah. The Lord of the worlds belongs to Allah. Subhanallah, this ayah is teaching us where we need to take our lives, brothers and sisters in Islam. We need to take our lives to a level whereby our entire life is an endowment, is a waqf. It belongs to Allah. No one has any uh, uh, shares in our life. No one has any shares in our life. Everything we do is governed by uh, that which pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and done for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His pleasure subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the reality, brothers and sisters in Islam. And this reality happens truly when you build your iman to the appropriate levels and your love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the appropriate levels. Um, in Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, tells us about, you know, those people who worship the idols and worship the other gods and, uh, you know, how they love their gods. But Allah says, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبًّا لِلَّهِ Those who believe they are even more intense and severe in their love for Allah. Subhanallah. Right? That these people, they worship gods, they call them gods, they're not really gods and they love them, they do things for them. Brothers and sisters in Islam, today how many times have you heard the conversation or maybe had the conversation yourself where you've said that, subhanAllah, look at these Christians, how they leave the luxuries of the West and they go settle in mosquito-infested waters in Africa to spread Christianity. What would make them do that? 
what would make them leave uh, their, uh, their, their, their water systems and uh, uh, sanitation systems uh, and uh, food systems and financial standing and material well-being to go to a place where uh, sanity is very poor, the quality of water is very poor, uh, disease is, is rampant. What would make them do this, brothers and sisters in Islam? Right? They're Christians. Yes, they say we're doing it for the love of God. Right? So brothers and sisters, I, I mean, we can take this further in terms of uh, paganism and uh, the Hindus today and what they do for their gods and the sacrifices they make and they do it with all of themselves and with absolute happiness, with absolute uh, desire. This is what they do. They do it for falsehood because they love that falsehood and to them they call it God. What do we do for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, brothers and sisters in Islam? What are we sacrificing for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And it's not really a sacrifice. Whatever you do for Allah is really an investment because Allah multiplies what you give Him and gives you back. And we discussed yesterday how we will always be in debt to Allah. So, what are you sacrificing for Allah? Slash investing for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? Are you only going to send your child to study Islam when he's failing at school? Or are you going to send the child who's passing while at school? Give Allah the best. Are you, going to, are you going to invest your high-performing child for the sake of Allah? Or is it going to be send the child who's failing because khair is failing, nothing else he can do. As for the ones who are passing, let's send them out in the dunya. I'm not saying that, I'm absolutely not saying that it's wrong for us to invest in our kids becoming doctors, etc., etc. We should, because the ummah needs representation in all fields. But you get my point, brothers and sisters in Islam. When you open your wallet and you're going to give charity, did you, do you give the least amount in your wallet or do you give the most you can give truly? Because there's a lot of excess in your wallet anyway. And I'm talking, uh, obviously, uh, about those who Allah has given financial standing and material well-being and they have excess. Right? So $5 is above your requirement. $15 is above your requirement. $50 is above your requirement. $100 is above your requirement. But instead of 100 you give 5 or maybe 15 or maybe 20 those who make their lives for the sake of Allah, they make their lives a waqf such that no one has partnership or share in their life. Their life is 100% owned by Allah. In terms of, you know, its governance on earth, yes, those who, who do this, they will be ashad lillah. They will give for the sake of Allah and sacrifice for the sake of Allah. We know what how Ibrahim alayhi salam was tested to put his young child in the middle of nowhere, barren, a barren land when he was a baby. And then when this child grew up, Ismail alayhi salam, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded him to do in a dream, to put uh, a, a, a knife on his neck because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded it. It was a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Obviously nothing happened because Allah replaced Ismail with a ram until the day of uh, Qiyamah we practice the sunnah of Ibrahim and slaughtering uh, on, on the day of Eid al-Adha. But you get my point, brothers and sisters in Islam. Let's use this Ramadan to ponder over this message and this reality from the Taraweeh this evening. Let us ask ourselves, how much truly are we doing for the sake of Allah and giving up for the sake of Allah? Do we give up our holidays so that we can spend, we can take time off work for the last 10 nights of Ramadan and do itikaf? Or is it I can't do itikaf because there's no you know, work and uh, I want to save my, 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 my time off for holidays? Or you know that money you might have saved for that vacation that you want to go to and then you see someone from the ummah calling, showing you a great need for your money for the sake of Allah and you choose to keep your money in your pocket. Why? Because that's for my holiday. You choose your holiday over uh, an activity that you know you will find Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there 
at that activity. And there's so many examples. I just want to, you know, uh, jog our contemplations. And obviously, I'm not accusing anyone. Please don't take this uh, in an offensive way. It is a reminder. For those who uh, do not fall under the remit of, of this message, it's a reminder. And for those who do fall under the remit of this message, it's a lesson. And alhamdulillah, I say it and I promise you, because I love you all for the sake of Allah, I intend no maliciousness. Brothers and sisters in Islam, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our past and inspire our futures. Ameen. Until next time, salamullahi alaykum wa rahmatuhu wa barakatuh.